This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Welcome back to On the Block for the second hour. Austin Orman, Eastrick here on a Friday afternoon, two to four. We thank you as uh, On the Block members, all the blockheads out there for tuning in. We appreciate you. As we start this second half, we also want to thank Mary Ellis for their continued support of this particular show, On the Block, and 93.7 The Ticket for allowing us the space and time to be able to share with you our thoughts, hearts, and minds regarding the sports that we love so dearly um, in this sporting arena and space. So now, um, I, I was thinking about something, Austin, uh, as we close we're closing out to a season to some, it was another great NFL season that's going to culminate with the Philadelphia Eagles facing the Kansas city chiefs. As we close out, a lot of us in the sporting sector kind of turn our eyes because you'll start to see the, uh, right after the super bowl, you'll have the all-star break for basketball. Then you'll start to see a lot of trades and all kinds of, you know, splashes happen there in that space as they head downhill to finish up in March to get ready for their playoff runs. Baseball is starting to get in swing. You'll have March Madness creeping up on you really quickly, really soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we get to that, sports is hot through this whole season. Right about now, it starts to peak, and then you have dry season. (laughs) Baseball is on the down. I still love the game. I like to go to the games as opposed to uh, be to, to as opposed to watching it on TV, but it gets kind of dry. Here's what spawned. You've got the USFL that kind of popped its head out after a long hiatus, got back into the game. Dwayne, the rock Johnson pops on the scene, purchases the XFL starts to spawn that back up. That'll be starting really soon. Mm-hmm. But something else of interest to me that ended in 2019 had multiple. Uh, they, they, I, I feel like they're like the Undertaker, you know, in in, in wrestling, where <laughs> where they kind of die, and then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, hey, wait a minute, it's still on, it ain't over with. I feel like uh, you know uh, this particular sport is being announced on its return, and that's the AFL, which is the Arena Football League. So the Sauter Hammond text line is open, 402-464-5685. The question as we delve into this conversation is going to be, would you go see an, uh, an AFL game? Is it of any interest to you? Did you like it? Do you like the speed and the intensity of the game? All of those different things we're going to try to address as we talk about this particular topic right now. So the AFL announced on Wednesday that it will officially return, not this year, but in 2024. There will be 16 teams, and we all know that it ultimately uh, collapsed with six teams in its final season. 
excuse me, in 2019, the Albany Empire ended up winning uh, the Arena Bowl. And where, where are locations, Austin? So when we talk about the AFL, would you have interest in going? When you talk about the AFL, what type of players would we see in there? Who are the most effective and efficient players uh, in this sport? And lastly, um, do you think it can last this time? Is, is, is it a space for it in, 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 in this time of sports as we're looking forward? I'll start with would I go. Yeah, I'd go to a game. I don't know if I would be you know, as interested in going to a game in the AFL as I would you know, an NFL game or an MLB game with Kansas City just down the road. But I mean, if I'm up in Omaha and someone says, hey, I got tickets, want to go? Sure, I'll pop up there for a game because I do like the shorter field. I do like the speed. I do like that it's pretty much just constant football action. There's not nearly as much downtime. So I, I like those aspects of it. Um, the types of players, that's an interesting one because it is a shorter field. So to me, I think as I look at like skill position guys, I could see the need for more you know, smaller, quicker guys who still make the field seem that big, but they're quick and they can maneuver those spaces. Or you can go the opposite side. Get a lot of big bodies, especially at wide receiver, where even though it's a shorter field, maybe some of those bigger guys don't have the, you know, 4-4, 4-3, run past you blazing speed. But since it's a shorter field, they can, you know, better post up, right? We talk about it more mm. like a half-court basketball game, where if you're going to be in that type of setting and speed transition breakaway isn't, you know, as valued, give me a big-bodied wide receiver. Give me a sure-handed, big-bodied you know, tight end type of guy that I know I can throw the ball up to and convert. I, I love this for quarterbacks where even though it is a smaller field, I think because of the speed of the game, the way you process it, I think it makes those quarterbacks that have those good intermediate arms and can make those quick decisions, make sure everyone's on the same page really quickly. Those to yeah. me are the ones that really flash in a league like this. You're probably going to have tighter windows too. Yes. So you, 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 you want to be able to probably have some zip, some good, you know, accuracy and hitting windows because mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure gaps close pretty quickly when you look mm -hmm. at uh, the arena. Um, top of that, what, what's your thought about the XFL? Do you, you know, I, I love the idea of what they're trying to do. And I love that there's kind of like a, not a marriage, but kind of like a, uh, an intersection between the NFL and the XFL in that um, they're going to try new things in the XFL like maybe mm -hmm. rules or, you know, different. I, I love the idea of that for the XFL. And then just kind of give it a trial basis that you can maybe look at implementing through the NFL. Right. The XFL has to know its lane where it has to know it can't compete with the NFL. But to me, it's very similar to what the Atlantic League is for Major League Baseball, where it's not directly affiliated, but Major League Baseball, you know, goes to the Atlantic League and says, hey, try this rule change. Let's see how it goes for a couple seasons. Hey, let's try this the first half of the year, second half of the year. We'll try it the other way. If that's the mm -hmm. XFL's lane, I think that's a good way to go. I, I, I would like to see, you know, some sort of minor league football. You know, I get that we have practice squads for guys, but I feel like it would be good for teams, you know, to, to draft those project type of prospects and have some place for them to still go play competitive games instead of just having to work in practice 
right? They get elevated to yeah. the roster. Sure, make the road trip, but I, I think it'd be good for the NFL if there was a true minor league system. Um, and I guess that's kind of what college football gets treated as because guys have to stay three seasons, right? They can't come till their third year sophomore or after their junior season. So college football does already fill a lot of that void, but I almost wonder if the NFL could get more out of, you know, a true minor league system where they have control of these players and how they're training, what they're doing. Yeah. And, and, and here's, here's the last thing I want to throw out there. Sorry, Hammond text line. Um, if you were an NFL, I mean, I'm sorry, an AFL GM, 402-464-5685. If you were an AFL GM and you had a location, I just want your top five. There are 16 teams. Mm. I would love to hear your top five on where you would place an AFL Arena League team. I think it would be a struggle to place it in a big market like an LA, yeah. like a Miami, Um Maybe even a DC. I think I think I think it's not advantageous to do it uh, in a place like that. But where would you put it? I would love to hear from you. 402-464-5685. Sorry, him and text line is open. But now, Austin, I throw it to you. Give me give me your top five on 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 where you would uh, envision or would like to see. Or if you were a GM and you were going to place your team, where's where's one of those five places that you would place it? So the funny thing about that is that I. I'm totally with him that you can't put it in the huge markets. I don't think it would succeed in, you know, New York, Chicago, LA, anything like that. But you also have to make sure that these are destination cities that get people to, you know, want to go, to want mm-hmm. to show up. So what's the balance of that? I think Memphis gets thrown around a lot. I think that's, you know, pretty well located. I would say Nashville, except that's where the Titans are. So you don't want to compete with the NFL. I think Memphis would be a good spot. It's bigger, I know, but it's not L.A. So I would say maybe San Diego would be another fun one, a destination type of city. Um, Mm. Part of me thinks like a Charlotte, but then you're competing with the Panthers, so maybe not that. What about like... But you can go up to Raleigh. Yeah, Raleigh. You can go up to Raleigh. Mm -hmm. Maybe. You know, very affluent, you know, but yeah, yeah, you can go up in Raleigh. Yep, I I like Raleigh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll take that instead of Charlotte. Um, you need... I think I think you could even do it in Orlando. They've yeah they've done that before yeah yeah. There, somebody on the text line I think it was Nate Nate said on the text line that uh, Phoenix uh, Phoenix had success with with doing it. Um, I you know maybe because it's a transient city, uh, people are looking for a lot of different things to do. Uh, he also threw out Austin. Texas potentially, I could I could see that. The, uh, Brad on the text line throughout Omaha, Reno, Nevada, OKC, Austin, and Mobile. Interesting. Those are interesting. Sure. Where 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 in the Northeast? That was just what I was going to say because you can't do Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. Those are Steelers right. and Eagles towns. You can't do Boston. That's a Patriots town. What if you did it in like Providence, Rhode Island? Or somewhere okay. in Connecticut, I don't, Atlantic City. How about Atlantic I, City? How I, about that? I, I think I think Seattle. I think Seattle would be something that you know you've got. You, you want know, to compete the old, with the Seahawks, the, though? Well, you know they just I mean being that they don't have basketball. It's off season. 
Sure. It'll throw throw a little bone. I mean, obviously you do have baseball because you may, you may, you may overlap with that. Uh maybe, you know, but not necessarily Seattle, but like um there's there's like these Tacoma? little Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a okay. Tacoma, like one of you know, just kind of the off mm-hmm. parts, you know. Um What about Sacramento? I don't know if you want to go. I, I, you know, I don't see a, a fault with that. I think Sacramento could probably bear it out West. I love Reno. I love the thought of Reno uh, to do it. Um, you know, let's look up in the upper Midwest. Could like San Diego, uh, Sa- South Dakota, like uh, Sioux Falls. Yeah, I think they, so. They get yeah. great. They yeah. get great uh, D- G League numbers they up do. there. You mm-hmm. know, maybe, you know, maybe somewhere like in Sioux Falls. I think that's a good one. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think where else in the Midwest. Is there anywhere in like the Illinois, Indiana area you would throw one? Yeah. I, I, I don't think you do it in Peoria. I don't, I don't know. Milwaukee. About, you definitely don't do it in Chicago. Milwaukee could be an interesting. Milwaukee could be interesting. You know, uh, Kenny will hide throughout San Antonio. Sure. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. It's great stuff. Let's see else on the text line. Um, yeah, you, you know, um, texter four, eight, five, two. I know that area code. I, um, when I played for the New York Knicks, we used to, uh, New York Knicks, we used to play our practice out in SUNY purchase, which is in where, where this texture said mm. white plains, New York. Um, I, I think white plains is, has been growing, uh, tremendously over the years. And I think that would be a, a, a phenomenal choice as well. Far enough outside, up in Westchester, a lot of those, um, you know, uh, Westchesterites and in, 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 in those uh, Connecticut just over the border where you got like Sanford and, and stuff uh, um, just over the border um, in, in Connecticut. That would be a good little haven for people that just wanted some entertainment to be able to come down to. They don't have to go down to the city. I think mm-hmm. that would be that, that's a good idea. Uh, Brad said uh, Oklahoma City. I think that makes a lot of sense. What about like Wichita? Oh, OK. I can see that. Great stuff, man. Look, I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> I think I would go Austin. I think I would go too. It, it would just be fun going there. Have a, you know, have a couple brews, sit down, um, just watch the speed, the intensity of the game. Just root for your team. You know, guys getting so you're getting like hockey with real you know put people on their back type action i love it i I think it would be kind of cool but i do want to turn a quick conversation over before uh we get uh to our buddy and friend nate doggy dog uh on the next segment um oklahoma and texas it looks like it's going to be unlikely that they're going to leave the big 12 for the sec before before 2025 we were thinking maybe that it would happen next year but it looks like it's not it's not going to happen even before that sounds like there's um you know a lot of discrepancy about how it's going to happen how the move would take place maybe probably some money um you know according to espn texas and oklahoma have been unable to come to an agreement to leave the conference for the sec for the 2025 season and are unlikely to leave before then. This means that the two teams will be Big 12 members for the next two football seasons. And that's going to be crazy because then you're going to have the additions of BYU. You're going to have the additions of what? Um, BYU, Cincinnati, BYU, Cincy, Houston, UCF. UCF. 
And so now the scheduling situation is going to change dramatically. It looks like Oklahoma will play new members, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU in place of Kansas State, Baylor, and Texas Tech for 2023. And Texas will play Houston in BYU, also Houston coming in, uh, uh, while it, it, it will not play West Virginia and Oklahoma State. So what, I, what, what, what you got to watch out for is basketball. This is going to create a tremendous basketball uh, mm-hmm. conference for the interim, for the short term. And uh, that's going to be something to watch out for. Even once Oklahoma and Texas leave, I know Oklahoma you know, made that Elite Eight run a while ago. And I know Texas has been, you know, in the top 15 all year, top 10 for a lot of it too. BYU's had some really solid teams. I think Mark Pope is a good coach. Cincinnati really struggling to find its feet again uh, since Mick Cronin left. But again, that's a program with history and tradition. UCF and uh, Johnny Dawkins, I think they're building something down there. They haven't been, you know, what they were in the Taco Fall days of a few years ago. But again, that's a basketball program. And we see what Houston's doing with Calvin Sampson right now. So you throw those four teams into an already absolutely brutal slate in the Big 12. Yeah, that's a fun hoops conference. And good on the Big 12 uh, for not letting Texas and Oklahoma leave. You know, they they blindsided the Big 12 with a lot of this to go to the SEC. So if I'm the Big 12 and I'm being spurned, by my two biggest brands, I'm milking them for every last penny they can give me. You know, if they don't mm-hmm. want to pay $100, $150 million each to leave, okay, well, you made your choice. You said you'd be here this long. We're taking our money while you're here. We're not going to let you continue to, you know, dictate the terms of engagement. So you want to leave, you pony up. Otherwise, this is on you. We're taking our money. Well, and then, and, and you know, Texas held the Big 12 for so long by the, cojones mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. you know with with the longhorn network and the money just you know they had a lot of power and so yeah i would say kudos to big 12 big 12 looks like it was you know teetering on the brink of you know falling over as far as its leadership but you know kudos to them for standing firm and, and holding their ground on this one i'm curious to see too how this looks in football with the college football playoff expanding in 2024 so not this mm. season but the next season so what does that do to the Big 12? How, how do, you know, Houston and UCF play spoiler? Because I think you're missing out on, you know, some of those more traditional, you know, Southwest Conference or Big 12 South games, which is a bummer. But Strick, I'm going to relish every time one of those new schools beats Oklahoma and Texas. Number one, because they're Oklahoma and Texas, and it's fun to see those schools lose. But especially because they're leaving, and especially if they're having a good season, they finally have to take their trip to one of the people that's replacing them. You know, it's that team Super Bowl, they win, there go the college football playoff hopes for those teams. Now, the Big 12... You know, I just got done saying how they want to milk every penny out of them. They'd love to have a college football playoff caliber team. So if you get one in, obviously that's good for you and for the league. But you just had TCU last year. You know, you don't need Texas and Oklahoma, you know, as your only hopes to get in the playoff Mm -hmm. anymore. So I don't think the Big 12 would be entirely mad to see one of the new teams knock off one of the outgoers. Love it. Great, great, uh, great insight there. We're going to we're going to hold and pause there and we're going to take a break and uh, bring in one of our old friends, Nate Dog, joining us back again out of Kansas City. He'll be joining us on the block for the next segment. 
uh, we'll probably get into, uh, you know, some basketball and some rivalries and, and talk about some things and catch up with him and see how he's doing. We'll be right back on the block after this, 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back.